0: Uh Welcome to episode 6. Thanks very much for listening to the Professional uh Insiders uh Brr- Professor Ching. Insight. Uh my name is Brandon Curry,
1: Josh Bond, Jeff Collins, Trevor Lindy.
0: And uh thanks very much uh for all the feedback, the shares, the tweets, the likes, the all all that stuff. We've had a ton of questions. Um, but we'll start off with Trevor uh, at this one. Trevor, uh, you had a question come in.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, basically around insured, insurable, and conventional. Uh, so when you walk whoa. into your bank now. <laughs> Just mortgages. Yeah, Just mortgages. Yes, mortgages, yeah. mortgages. 100% mortgage related. Uh, a couple of years ago when government started making some changes, they uh, we used to have simply insured mortgages. So putting down less than 20%. And if you're putting down twenty percent or more, you had a conventional mortgage. Uh, a couple of years ago, government makes some changes, and now yeah, we've government. got, yeah, we've got insured, insurable, and conventional mortgages. So where this can impact you is depending on what type of property we're talking about. So a principal residence, a secondary home, uh, those, you know, in an instance where you're putting down twenty percent, they are. Uh, insurable in those cases, but a rental property, single unit rental property is uh, uninsurable.
1: So does that mean like a a two unit?
2: So I... With with multifamily, multifamily homes, uh, lenders do have the ability to insure. Uh, I guess where I can kind of go from this is talking or specifying what it means to be insurable. So balance sheet lenders, banks, credit unions, they have the ability to lend money based on the money they have on deposit. Whereas we've got a lot of monoline lenders out there in the country, MCAP First National to name a couple and the the way that they have the ability to secure money is by insuring or securitizing their book of business so having an insurable mortgage meaning qualifying based on standard terms that have been set forward by the government it is now uh, they are able to go and have that bulk insured on the back end
0: so mm-hmm. now uh- just to clarify too, there's different rates and yes. mortgage rates. So you there want to touch is. on that, because I've been like, that's confusing.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I, I've noticed I say so a lot in these episodes, I'm going to try and stop that anyways. So, so exactly. hundred percent. I, to start the best mortgage rate that you're going to get is by putting down less than 20% on a house. An insured mortgage is going to be the very best. The reason that is the best rate is from a cost perspective for the banks, credit unions, and monoline lenders is the default insurers, CMHC, Canada Guarantee, and Genworth are protecting their book of business for them. Uh, it's a client paid insurance premium. So that's where you're going to get the very best rate.
3: So I find that interesting, actually, the, you put down less and you get a better, better borrowing rate. For the most part. So you almost get punished if you have lots of money put down.
2: Well, that being said, though, the second best uh, mortgage rate that you can get is if you're putting down 35% or more. The reason behind that is an insurable mortgage for a lender is they pay premiums based on the loan to value. Just like yourself, when you're putting down 5% on the house, your highest premium is going to be at 5%. Then you put down 10%, it's going to be a little bit lower, 15%, you know, 20% and so on. So, there we go.
3: Well, that's <laughs> interesting because for years and years I've told clients the magic Whatever. number is twenty percent down to buy, and really it's thirty-five percent, right? You know what?
2: That it used to be the case twenty percent, absolutely, because of the cost that you're saving. It was worthwhile. We had the exact same interest rate. So, because
3: you had no mortgage insurance when you were less than when you were twenty percent, when right? you
0: were twenty percent, but, uh, un- but CMHC s- still took the risk yeah. off of the bank, where that got legislated out that. Anything that's over 20%, they're basically saying, no, uh, financial institutions, you have to be on the hook for those mortgages now. So yeah, if you're technically from-
1: CMHC is only but one of the insurers, right? One, yeah, as, as an, yeah. yeah,
2: Most people know CMHC because they are the crown corporation, Correct. but uh, we do have two independent or two private uh, default insurer companies in Canada. Premiums are all the same, doesn't matter which one you go to.
3: So if you put down twenty percent versus thirty-five percent, you'll have a better rate at thirty-five percent than twenty. Correct.
2: Correct. Can you give us a Trev just
1: a loose example of just say on a three hundred thousand dollar property, if I'm putting twenty percent down.
3: Versus, like versus 5%, versus 35%, yeah, so maybe let me, 50%. If you why can. don't I pull up
2: a rate sheet? I'll pull up a rate sheet, be able to take a quick look at that and give you guys an idea. Uh, bear with me for just one yeah, perfect. minute. I, yeah, okay, my okay, my awesome. intention is not to put you on the spot. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So just to give you an idea here, uh, going to my trusty friends over at MCAP, I really like doing a lot of business with them. But to give you an idea, if we are talking an insured Five-year fixed right now. So a lot of people... What's standard, the date there, Trev? The date on this one yeah. is May 3rd, two th- uh, sorry, 12.01 a.m. Okay. that they came into effect. Okay? So that being said, uh, uh, the standard fixed they're offering is 3.64%. So this is with 5% down? Five, less than 20%. Le- so whether 20%. whether you do 15, 10, doesn't matter. As soon as you put 20% down, their insurable purchase or transfer rate that they're offering right now is 3.89%, okay? They do have another product, lower rates, so on, you know, anyways, now all of a sudden you put down uh, uh, 35% down, so you're 65% loan to value, they're actually offering 3.64% as well. Basically, the the interest rates that they're offering are are almost well. In this case, they are identical between an insured or an insurable at that loan to value. Yeah, and
0: here's the here's the funny thing. So that's if you're purchasing, but if I'm refinancing and I have a ton of equity in the home, that doesn't count as my 35. percent If I've got no. more, right?
2: So a refinance so a refi right is now
0: completely different than a we're talking purchasing.
2: Yes, purchases and transfers. So a refinance is an uninsurable transaction. A rental property is an uninsurable transaction, and as an example with MCAP, because I'm staring at the rate sheet right now, you'd be looking at 4.09% for a uninsurable purchase. Regardless of what you put down. Regardless of what you put down, yes. In theory, you're putting down 20%. What's more those, yeah.
0: What's a transfer for all those that are listening?
2: A transfer would be, I have my mortgage over at Institution A, mm-hmm. and... I'm shopping it around. I'm trying to get myself a better rate. I'm not looking for any new money. I have not refinanced my mortgage at any point. And I look at transferring it over to a new lender. I would be entitled to either their insurable transfer rates or their insured transfer rates. Cool. So hopefully that uh, that clarifies that. That so or answers those are questions?
3: You better talk to an expert. Absolutely. Talk to, talk to a broker. Absolutely. And, and broker. you know what?
2: The, the benefit of talking to a broker versus talking to a bank is we know... We can do a whole putt. Well, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I just touching on the fact that you know when you're dealing with the bank or the credit union, they're not really looking at things in the same perspective as a broker strategically to essentially put you in a good financial position for years to come.
1: So, contact your broker.
2: 100%.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and then there was a, oh yeah there was a there was a question about um, uh, we, we got into you know what was sparked it was because ah uh, oh, thank you got me back <laughs> um, nice so back in uh, so as we know back in 1968 RFK got uh, assassinated and that's what sparked this conversation so basically then they they RFK? Uh, Robert F Kennedy uh, got assassinated, and so back in May of 1968. So, anyways, what stopped is because then there was an article published that if the if JFK and RFK were alive today, they would be true multi billionaires, Um, and uh, you know. uh, you know, basically that is what uh, this person turned around and said. How is that even possible? You know, they made a Trump reference. I'm like, no, they'd actually be actual billionaires. And you know, where do they get their money from? And I just basically so not said, paper, not paper billionaires. Yeah, not paper billionaires, <laughs> actual billionaires. And I said, well, I go. It's funny that you said that. I go. Do you know where uh, Joe Kennedy, the father, actually you know got all of his money from? And it was an it, it was. Bootlegging essentially is where he got his initial money. Prohibition, uh, yeah. Before prohibition, he actually had the rights to um, to uh, Gordon's Gin. Actually,
3: now you got enough booze back uh, there I to do, bootleg, so were, let's just yeah, start so, doing that. Um, huh.
0: Basically, is where he had the rights, and then he, you know, you know, back in those days, pre 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 prohibition, then he made his money in the stock market pre 1929. He it was before there was anything mm-hmm. such as insider trading, um, and ironically, he got some tips and then he sold before the market crash of 1929 and ironically then got appointed uh, head of the SEC when it was formed in 1934. So since then, the family really hasn't done anything besides politics. They haven't really done anything like started any major corporations or anything of that nature that would uh, justify
1: their wealth. Robert right. was a legal beagle, though, wasn't
0: he? Oh yeah, Robert. Robert was. Yeah, he was the attorney general. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they all had great positions in government, but nothing like they—nothing that people would be like, "Oh yeah, they're definitely going to be billionaires." Same with the Rockefellers. They really—they've ha- held assets, but they've got an inheritance tax in the United States. Yeah. Uh, we have an estate tax when you die in the or in a Canada. probate fee, right? And, and no, there's tax on the entire estate on, at, at your marginal tax rate. As oh paid, yes. Right? Yep. Then yep. there's the probate tax. Yep. That, that, yep. That's going to be another episode altogether.
3: <laughs> so, but you can give us some secrets on how to save money for our estate, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely
0: get into that. That's so awesome. that's what led the, to the question. They're like, well, then how can they be um, multi billionaires? I went like, life insurance. That family, there's you can Google it. There's <clears> articles all around it. That family uses whole life life insurance like there is no tomorrow. It is absolutely insane. That's how they pass wealth from one generation to the next because it's an absolute, it's a contract. Once you take out that life insurance contract, it can't be broken. Even if government changes the laws or changes the tax laws, which they just did back in 2016, as we all know, Mm -hmm. on whole life. Mm -hmm. um, Any previous contracts written before December 31st, they are enshrined and then what, what we call grandfathered. And so it's something that I, you know, I did for, for my son. Uh, and daughter, um, we uh, both took out. Uh, we, we chose a nominal amount of. Uh, you know, I'll share with everybody a hundred thousand dollar whole life par policy, and basically, essentially, that will keep growing, and it'll be paid off by the time he's twenty. I've got a twenty pay on on that policy, but by the time he's, you know, God willing, he's in his sixties, seventies, and eighties, that hundred thousand has grown with cash value. It's grown to a multi million dollar uh, policy which will, that will be, if he has children or she has children, will be left to my grandchildren. And that's exactly how the Rockefellers and the Kennedys keep passing their wealth on because it's indexed to inflation. Everything's indexed. So yeah, a, a million and a hundred thousand today is a lot of money, but it won't be 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. It'll be equivalent <clears throat> of probably 1.5,
3: you know, $1 you gotta, million. You, you got to explain this better in layman's terms. Yeah. Explain mm-hmm. me how how is this money going to grow? Kid, how much it costs? Okay, how long so goes? a whole life policy, In realtor terms. Yeah,
4: so a
0: par eight. policy <laughs> is, is, it stands for participating policy, and what happens is is. We take your your payments. Part of it goes to the cost of insurance, and then part goes into funds, like so it's this is an when investment. The kids, one year old or less. Yep. Oh, it can' You can do it kids, anytime. Kids get spit out. Boom. Here's the insurance thirty days policy. old. Thirty days okay. old. So, so
1: with these policies, there's an investment piece yes. and, a, and a and a death benefit piece. Correct. Okay.
0: And so the investment piece. So the
3: that's where people don't want to talk. Yeah. Well, they don't. Yeah. But at the end of the yeah. day,
0: the probability is I won't use it. God willing, <clears> right? <throat> but um, the dividend can be you know, you know four five six seven percent. It, it's gone all the way up to double digits before back in the eighties. Sure. And so it's 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 basically to how the market's are performing. That dividend then gets returned back to the policy, and you can elect to purchase more life insurance, <clears throat> more whole life life insurance that keeps getting added on to the policy.
3: So put put this in my 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 life perspective. Yes. I've got a son who's 8 years old. Yes. Ryder, yes. and I've got another son who's 6 years old, Colby. Yes. What would I do?
0: Well, if you were to take it I'm, out I'm late pretty much, but I can No, you're not. No, parent, no, no. They're cheapest chips under the
1: age of 10. Like But okay. yeah. but remember with every investment, right? Sorry. I didn't mean to cut off. It's 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 yeah, yeah. time. It's <laughs> I kind of did. it's time in the market, not <laughs> right. timing the market, right? right? So the right. longer you are That's a good way You've got your policy, you know, the the more Beneficial it would be, or the earlier it is, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's it's obviously right. So I mean, uh, Braxton being three months old and me me taking it out on him, same when I did with Hartley. Time in the market and compounding it just keeps buying and buying and buying and buying and buying is obviously going to be worth more than Colby's when he starts at eight. What's
3: the difference of a price of of a a term for a thirty-day-old child versus an eight-year-old child? Very little. Very little. Assuming
0: no, assuming like for example, I I would have a uh, I've got a twenty pay. $100,000 Hundred thousand dollar policy on Braxton, and it's one hundred and forty four dollars a month okay. uh, for the next twenty years, and then it's fully paid, fully paid. I never paid another dime, and I just give it to my son, and that's it. It's a good I can gift you it. Prepay this stuff? At all? Oh yeah, you can no. prepay everything. You can do limited pay. There's tons so you put of different. Five options. grand
3: down a year, whatever, until you're paid up. Yeah, you so can overpay the policy. One hundred forty four a month times twenty
0: years. Yep, times twelve. And that's yeah. that's the cost. And then does and it the, go up yearly with inflation? No, nope, no, no. That's that's, that's the whole point of par. So uh, the sooner you do it. Yeah, so but, he would but, be maybe 200 bucks a month, something like that. But I have to run the numbers again,
1: and I don't know if this is with a corporate uh, a slant to it. But you have to watch out for uh, an MTAR line, which is which is that's probably only with, another. Yeah,
0: that's only with Universal discussion. Life okay. uh, policies. You do have to worry about the MTAR line. Okay. Um, okay. Realtor talk again.
3: Which again an MTAR?
0: So yeah, that's what
1: I mean. It's a whole other problem. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> that's what changed Podcast in the last week. Twelve. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what changed in the last uh, in in the last. Um, uh, 2016 tax changes is that the, is the line where money sitting in the policy this is in very basic layman's terms so if anyone's listening that's an accountant just please forgive me um the mtar line was how much cash can sit in there tax-free mm-hmm. and then once you once you went over that line of growth then cra would start taxing that universal life policy okay the, the growth but um, that got lowered back in 2016. I don't have a universal life policy I just have a whole life participating policy on my children I just pay fixed rates and then I'm done it's done so
3: basically 20 years you're planning 20 to, years I'm done so if they're eight years old is it till they're 28 or is it eight years old till no, they're 20
0: no 28 till they're 28 so you can 20 do years you can, can do a 10 pay okay, you so can that's do more yeah that's right
3: it's basically just taking
0: a lifetime of 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 what would be normally that policy probably would be like fifty or sixty dollars yep. a month till the day they die, and you're just compressing it all into into twenty years, right? Is, is this a tax write off? Uh, it is not. Oh, okay. It cannot. I was thinking the exact same but, thing. Th- that's but a real question too. But, but, it's, but it's, I think
1: if you buy through a corporate held. Uh, you can defer your taxes on the growth, right?
0: uh, On the growth, on the growth within the policy. So that is where, um, if it's held within a corp, because corps don't qualify for tax-free savings accounts. So we have a lot of corporations using universal life policies within their corporations. As, as a savings vehicle. That is 100% correct, Josh, but it is not a tax write-off because correct. the only way that life insurance is a tax write-off is if it's if it's used as uh, a beneficiary to get money, like for a bank. Like if you're using it to buy, buy a multi-million dollar home, like, like if you're buying lots of land for building and the bank wants life insurance on it to, to insure it mm-hmm. um, and the bank becomes an irrevocable beneficiary, and that's because you, you need that to get financing, then that life insurance is a tax write-off. Because you're forced to, essentially. Because you're forced to do it due to, due to financing.
3: Okay, let's get back on track here then. So I've got a kid who's six, a kid who's eight, and I do the 20 years of purchases for that. Yeah. How do they get the money in the future with estate planning? The,
0: the, min, the minute that you, you, you're done as yeah. the father, right? assuming you live that long and you know, all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, um, you then just assign ownership to the child. Okay.
1: But now the policy, if I, if I understand correct, the policy that you are buying on your children is really intended for your grandchildren. It's
0: Yeah, it's for your grandchildren. It's to pass wealth on to the next generation.
3: Okay, elaborate on that then.
0: Well, because okay. the death benefit is on Braxton, my son. So okay. if, when Braxton dies, okay. that's when the benefit— the, the, So say
3: he dies 80 years old in the future. It goes to his beneficiary. A child who's 55 years old at that time. Right, they get the benefit. So let's, let's sum this all up from a financial point of view. Uh-huh. You got $150 a month today's for 20 do- years. Today's dollars, yeah. 20 years. Yep. So at the end of that, how much money is that approximately?
0: Uh, would be 20... Oh, 20 yeah. Oh, four, no, 400. I did the math. Did the, you want to do that, Josh? <coughs> yeah, Ripley? I'll run it. So, 144 times 12 times 20.
2: So wasn't it we... 35? I no. thought we were talking about it. 35,000? That you put out of your oh, pocket. oh yeah I think it's yeah. like
1: 34560 yeah so yeah. I've the cost paid for this policy basically
3: thirty five thousand out of pocket my
1: my money for, yeah for
3: each child right uh huh each child so they turn say in my case twenty eight years old uh huh my sons I've paid out thirty five thousand dollars that's correct and, and the I'm, death
0: benefit will always be a hundred thousand dollars so that
3: stays in there forever basically ever and he doesn't that, make any more payments on that. uh huh but does, does it, it still accumulate wealth? uh huh so it's basically a, a that's savings.
0: right
1: is it kind of like a dividend that grows
0: that's right it's a dividend and uh, this right now our dividend right now is 6.25 so percent when
3: do they get that money
0: so there's two ways that he can access that cash yeah. uh when he's alive yep. he can borrow against the policy he can walk right into a bank show them the life insurance is fully paid up and the bank will lend against that policy that's okay. one way two he can call up sun life and go hey i want to borrow that hundred thousand dollar of cash that's sitting there and Sun Life will lend them the hundred grand of cash. It just comes off the death benefit that has accumulated up until that point.
3: So, rider's eight years old. He mm-hmm. turns twenty-eight. I put thirty-five thousand dollars in it. How much is that thirty-five thousand dollars I put into there worth? Probably at twenty-eight. Depends. It's, on the it depends. Yeah, it depends. Depend, like that's we have crystal ball we, that's
0: Crystal Barra. Yeah. We, we we forecasted at a dividend than one hundred. Yeah, oh yeah. Got yeah. some kind of forecast. Oh yeah. We've got it. a forecasting model. It's all it's all in your policy.
3: What was your forecast then?
0: Uh, at the end of twenty years, I think they had something like twenty six thirty thousand uh, dollars in cash yep. and about two hundred thousand dollars in death benefit. Okay, is what Braxton would have, and then so he okay. then at the age of 20, 25 going to school, he could borrow that twenty six grand to go to school. He could want wants to buy a house. He can borrow that twenty six thousand thirty thousand dollars to put down on a home.
1: And if I understand it correctly.
0: They're never really forced to repay that. No, because as long be- as
1: they're paying fair market—that's
0: uh, cool. in interest on it. That's right? correct. It's money. it's fair market interest on that, and just comes off the death benefit. Yeah, once, once uh, they pass away. Once they pass away, which at that time, but the dividends keep paying, and they yep. they just keep accumulating. So, it's so you're fine. saying
3: eight years old, I started doing it. It's twenty-eight wow. years old. I put in thirty-five thousand. It's worth maybe a hundred thousand dollars at that point, or what are you saying after twenty years?
0: Uh, the the death
3: benefit? No, no, the other part. of that, The the it oh, just th- stays at thirty-five.
0: Yeah, your cash. Yeah. Yeah, your cash just stays in there, just keeps growing and growing and growing. So, and growing. does
3: Sun Life kind of invest that? At yeah, much? that's right. Okay. That's, that's the dividend. So, yep. what would a forecast of thirty-five thousand dollars invested at that point be? It.
0: Uh, I would have to have numbers in front of me because if I can knows.
2: actually open the email that had it attached, just uh, yeah,
3: you mind? Because I'm
2: trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Here we go. But it,
3: but his benefit would be to keep it in there until he's older and older and older. And then yeah,
0: you can use it in retirement. Like I think well, I, I well, know.
2: well,
1: really. If you if you if if you have one, he's gonna get yours when you pass away. That's right. His is genuinely intended for his his kids. Okay. That that that's the the whole generational. And that's how the Kennedys do it. That's how the Rockefellers do it. And when you get in early, you're not, for the most part, unless really unfortunate, worried about the kids' health, right? So all of these things keep the premiums low low. because he's healthy. Healthy. healthy,
2: Okay. So here on that (coughs) form, after 20 years. The total amount, uh, the total death benefit, so the guaranteed death benefit plus the total death benefit is 192921 two nine twenty one. At what, how old? Uh, in this case, at age 20. At age 20. Because you...
0: And what's you the know, cash value?
2: The cash value is $30,838. That's,
3: that's at, so age so 20. at age 20. That's how much put at
2: that point, right?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, essentially, yeah, yeah, that's right. You've put in thirty five. Five has gone to pay for the cost of insurance over all that time. You've got thirty sitting in there in cash, you've got two hundred thousand dollars in death benefit. It just keeps growing. And so growing close,
1: right, right? There, there still is a little cost to it. I <clears> mean, <throat> in this example, you know, we've calculated. It's a you, savings account. You're putting thirty five or thirty six in. Mm-hmm. You'll have thirty thousand cash that you're allowed to to borrow against, yeah. and then you've got a death benefit. That's right. That's at almost two hundred thousand.
3: Okay. Okay. That's interesting.
1: So, everyone, uh, if you have
0: more yeah. questions about that, just uh, please reach out, text, us, whatever, and we'll, we'll we'll tackle that again. It's very complicated because, but we want to get into these complicated things. This, no, is, so this is what we this Plus is what we do really, really well. It's for your yeah. family it's too. It's for so your, it's your family. Important. It's important. Absolutely. But uh, Trevor, how do they share, like, and all that kind of stuff?
2: iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Thanks very much, everybody. Keep the questions coming. Take care.
4: Out. from climate pledge arena in seattle washington the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet wherever you get your pods wherever you watch your pods and on the crier media network produced by crier
3: media and distributed by the sound off media company